How's it going, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Soapstone. My name is Jake. I'm joined by my co-host, as always, Dave. How's it going tonight, Dave? I forgot what my response is going to be for this. <laughs> as you started talking, I was like, it's coming. <laughs> it happened. Yeah, it's it's basically 100% just set in stone, like, uh, rote recitation at this point. Yeah. And thankfully, my part is I need a the... default response for that. I need my own right. rote statement. I have the easy Good. part. Because my part is set in stone. Yours is the part that, like, you're like, oh, no, introspection. How do I actually feel and all these other things? Yeah, it's like playing Othello and you're white. You only have one move. It's mirrored on all sides. But I'm playing as black. Do I go for that first inner corner? I don't know. I also don't know because uh, I assume this is chess. No, it's Othello. Is you have, a, like... Um, is that a musician? I, it might be. <laughs> it sounds like it would be. It's also a William Shakespeare play. I could have say, said Shakespearean play. I don't know why I need to mention Bill. Right, um, well, it's less pre- pretentious since you didn't say <laughs> Shakespearean. Anywho. <laughs> it's like these uh, black and white tiles around the same size as like a checker, but it's white on one side, black on the other. Oh. So anytime you encapsulate somebody else's colors between yours, you flip everything in between. Hmm. Oh, wait, I think I've actually... I know of this game... I don't think I've ever heard it called Othello. Maybe I just never got the title for it. It has another name. I forget what it is. Because this is one of those like basic games that, not to say it's a basic it's game. It's one but of those it's, old it, as fuck. It yeah. comes in like the pack of like eight board games type yeah. thing. Yeah. And it's like programmed right. into everything. You're just like, oh yeah, put a dot here. Uh, the one that I had was lines in particular. But I think the, the function is basically the same. Can't remember the name of it though. Well, I know there's also like the Asian version, which is like Go. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's it's a different game, but right. there's Go and like Gomoku or something. There's a lot of surrounding your opponent's uh, pieces and, and games, as it turns out. Yeah. And and that's what we're talking about tonight. <laughs> right. is, uh, old as fuck board games. <laughs> yeah. Remember Backgammon? Yeah, actually. We had a, a Backgammon. Well, I guess everybody did. A freaking Backgammon case that was like a suitcase yep. that folded up and had all the pieces in there. Yeah, like those little pegs. Yeah. It looked like it was... It should have been like a gambling game or something like that with like the board. Yeah. Yeah. My favorite part is like after you unfold it, because it's only like just folded in the middle. Yeah. And it was made of like hard wood. You'd slide out that little metal tab in the back to be like, this is where I've hidden all the pieces. Yeah. And yeah. I was like, yeah, what up? <laughs> I was just imagining you like show up to a business meeting and you're like, well, here we go. Time for my notes. And you just open your back end board <laughs> and you're like, dang it. <laughs> uh, that's not what we're talking about though. What are we talking about? Ori. Additionally, the Blind Forest. I will close my eyes for this whole podcast. <laughs> Prove be, me wrong, listener. He'll be the forest. Uh, I'll be Ori. I'm lost. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, so Ori's been out for a good bit. Yeah. Probably at this point. Like four, seven bits. Roughly. Seven years. I have no idea. Bits, <laughs> so I, was, I was actually using bits. Um, I'm not sure when this came out. It's been a while, though, because it's been in Steam for me for a very long time. Yes. But this is a, a solid-as-fuck game. Mm-hmm. I remember when it first came out X amount of time ago? Yeah. Um, the graphics for everything are super pretty. The mm-hmm. gameplay is very smooth, uh, which is always appreciated in a platformer. And then it also had like an interesting story, good music. It was just knocking everything out of the park yeah and even like going back and replaying it it still holds up and i feel that way entirely i agree with all of dave's points uh, as always you guys can <laughs> no no i uh so sometimes we play games and i'm like ah, i don't know if i'll really you know like this or not i have like a little bit of interest but i'm uncertain like there are times i take jumps to replay a game for mm-hmm. uh the podcast and ori like caught my attention very quickly i'm actually really surprised because i tried to um or i played through it a bit uh, a long time ago um and i only got like a few hours in or so got to like the ginzo tree or something like that. i got to the misty woods that's what it was yeah, yeah um and then for one reason or another i stopped playing i assume like fallout came out or something <laughs> like that one of the good ones right um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah you could make an argument on that point but uh, coming back to it, I'm surprised that I ever stopped because it's hard to put down. Yeah. Um, everything is just super smooth. And it starts out 
I actually rewatched the trailer. Mm-hmm. It's not the trailer, the opening cinematic. Yeah. Where it's like, I am the tree. This is Ori. Yeah. And um, I think you're initially like a you're some spawn of the tree. Right. You're a a, a feather or a leaf, basically. That yeah. when when you when it actually hits the ground, turns into Ori. Yeah. Yeah. And then you get adopted by like this big fat sweet wholehearted thing yeah naru is the 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 big bear looking thing yeah which i immediately felt like oh naru's love gotcha (laughs) oh i mean from zelda yeah 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 interesting yeah i don't know if that's actually supposed to be a reference or not but i'm like gotcha naru's love (laughs) i i assume everything is a reference to other games yeah even if it's not game related i'm like oh nice nice homage to street fighter cool yeah but you have the opening cinematic of Naru adopts Ori mm-hmm. and they're going through like the woods and just like collecting fruit from trees. Yeah, they're just eating. You know, having yeah, a good they're time. just eating and hanging out. Build a bridge. <laughs> yeah, and like, all the music is very cheery and upbeat and you mm-hmm. have the over-the-top light through the trees effects where everything's kind of glowing. Yeah. And you feel at peace and everything is nice and good. And if you've played Fable, uh, you know it can't end that way. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Doing your beginner quests in your little town for your getting your sister a birthday present. <laughs> I'll be right back. No, it's fine. I'll be right back. Just blinks. They're dead. <laughs> <laughs> right. She survives. She goes blind though. Exactly. Exactly. Jake and I locked eyes with mouths <laughs> agape uh, for that for for our audio listeners. So we've got references to Legend of Zelda, Legends references to Fable at this point. Mm-hmm. There's a lot going on um yeah it's a i don't oftentimes get into uh side scrollers or platformers but um ori has just such good feel and the other thing is feels like that it it taps into kind of like i i want to call it like primal happiness basically but the idea of ori and naru kind of like uh, Ori's growing up and Ori's taking care of him, her, it, and like whatever they. Ori is. Yeah, they, the plural of Ori. G. Ori is a plural term. <laughs> this uh, singular is actually Ori. <laughs> um, but uh, it's it's just, it really draws you in. And part of that is like how, like you mentioned the music, how happy it is and the art style and like how flowing, artistic, like a painting of happiness is yeah. basically what the start of the game looks like to me. And the whole opening cinematic section, because it, it starts out good, and then you just start running out of fruit, and then you're both kind of, like, starving, and you think Naru is dead. So you as Ori, like, you're like, fuck. So you go out to explore to find food or something else. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the whole opening bit reminded me of Up. Yeah. Because there's, oh, yeah, the... there's like, no dialogue happening past, like, a point. Mm-hmm. It's just, like, these very short clips, but you kind of walk through their life, and you understand their relationship. Yeah. And you're like, I feel for them. And then one of them dies, and you're like, no. <laughs> yeah, Naru gives Ori, um, like, her last piece of, or his, her, it, uh, last piece of fruit, too. Mm-hmm. Like, there's just one piece left in that, the like, cave house hovel. <laughs> and you're like nope nope feed ori and ori's just like are you sure and they're like no no i'm fine, I'm fine. well lays naru down and... even like uh taps their belly like i'm so full yeah naru you're just you're just fat a filthy liar but the naru kind of goes into like a, a deep coma because no, you... <laughs> no no calories the power of that thing yeah so ori sets out on a grand quest as all grand quests set out to find food you want to make a wall around <laughs> right, <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's 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 really cool too because like ori does find food in one of the trees uh, climbs climbs a tree that naru was unable to climb mm-hmm. um naru is very fat I'm very sure fat, <laughs> i yeah. emphasize this this is the defining characteristic of naru protective uh parenting fat <laughs> in reverse order <laughs> yeah um but yeah, Ori brings the food back, but it's it's too late for Naru. So it's like they they act like animals, kind of, but like Disney animals, almost like in a way, like Bambi or something like that. Where it's like, "Are you okay, Mom?" Like that's that's a hundred percent what this is. Bambi references too, damn. Yeah, I know. 
this uh it's a, it's a masterpiece of pop culture references um or, or he also like falls asleep on naru's like stomach like be like oh be okay and that is actually a lion king reference that's true yeah my gosh i'm just gonna keep pulling out random movies <laughs> <laughs> this is a very derivative product is basically it's a what disney game is all i'm saying yeah <laughs> just can't wait to be king <laughs> uh but yeah or or he goes out and starts their their quest i think they they find stein pretty early which is obviously referenced to steins gate sign oh yeah sign okay which is obviously a reference to sign Sci- <laughs> <laughs> no this is this is the uh legend of zelda navi reference yeah same voice and everything really but sign just like a little ball of light that follows you around but this is how you attack throughout the game yeah just kind of mash the x button and little sparks kind of fly out yeah so it allows you to do your platforming stuff and also just kind of mash the x button while you're going along mm-hmm. which is weird but nice yeah because there are some times where I was kind of like treating those two separate actions. Because some of the frogs would shoot a projectile. I'm like, I have to jump over the projectile. Yeah. And then I would jump and be like, oh, right, attack. X, 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 X. So I didn't always do it as well as I could have in tandem. Mm-hmm. But it's a nice option. I think like um, sign. It also seemed to vary. I started out with mouse and keyboard because I'm crazy, I guess. Dude, why? <laughs> I know. Uh, and then I switched over to controller. But mouse and keyboard gets more range on attacks because if you you have some control over sign, like the direction. Really? Um, so if you move to like one side, they'll attack from a greater distance in that direction. Really interesting. Uh, not worth it because it, it kind of screws up all of your other controls that grow increasingly complicated as you go through the game um but they're really cool they're only one of two people that um talk in the entire game too sign is the the eyes and will of the great tree and the only other person who talks is the great tree themselves who like is narrating the story (laughs) but doesn't even speak in english fucking if you're in america come on man (laughs) what do you mean they don't speak in english like the voiceover whenever you're well all of the voiceover is kind of like in the same way in Animal Crossing. Oh, sign. Yeah, yeah. No, I was saying the Great Tree. Do we play the same version of this game? Because my Great Tree was definitely talking in English. Sign. So, uh, mine had, like, captions underneath where mm-hmm. it was like, here's what they are saying. But they were making kind of vague sounds, like, as you would imagine, like an Easter Head Island yeah. statue kind of talking. Huh. Actually, you might, you might be correct. You might be correct. Maybe my brain just interpreted that as just read it as English. Did we play the same game? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> okay. Um, same deal with sign. Talking in Simlish while everything's being translated yeah. to English in your text box. Um, or whatever language you play the game in, I presume. But <laughs> it would be kind of an oversight. There, there's actually no other language support. Sorry, guys. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, there's uh, you're, you're, you're free as Ori to go out and explore the world. Um which is really nice because the game has a really um, consistent map system. Um, I don't know what the keyboard button was, but it's select for me on controller to bring up your kind of like overhead map, like shows where Ori is. You can pan to literally anywhere else in the game that you've explored. It's like Metroidvania in that way where all parts of the world connect. There's not loading sections where you go into a different part of the map. It's just one giant map. Yeah. Sometimes it'd be like, "Hey, you got to go over here." You're like, <laughs> yeah, it's it's actually crazy that they pull it all off with uh, no loading. Technically, even the teleports, which you can you can find like teleport locations, which heal you, allow you to save, and teleport to another location on the map. I forgot about that this time around because um, <laughs> I walked and ran and dashed everywhere. <laughs> totally forgot about that shit. Yeah, I mean, most of the time it doesn't save you all of that much time because of another super cool thing about Ori, which is as you're making progress, um, the world changes and Ori gains new abilities that speed up all of your traversal. Yes, 100% true. Um, Because I know you can get a third jump at a point and Mm -hmm. that's through like passively just leveling. Yeah. The other thing is like it's cool you can kind of choose which things you build into a little bit. Yeah. Certain things are gated by you need a prerequisite. But I always went attack first to help deal with enemies along the way. Hmm. And then they had other utility things like, hey, we'll indicate on your map. Here's a point you can get health. Yeah. Here's XP. Here's a hidden area. 
yeah as you go along but being able to like kind of run and jump up walls i think is one of the first ones yeah mm-hmm. and i think um i don't know if you get that from the tree or not you probably do because that ability comes in really early um but a lot of times you'll you'll also get abilities when you like awaken the spirit trees mm-hmm. which are basically like ori's brothers and sisters that have died essentially and grown into trees i was like oh i was like oh, oh <laughs> yeah um because like uh sign names them basically calls them by name when you talk about talk about them they're just like oh this one's really resilient and she would always she would climb every mountain and things like that and you're like great new ability <laughs> suck that in <laughs> but it really diminishes that um your sibling's life experience when you find the other one just allows you to walk up walls <laughs> <laughs> yeah. entirely you don't have to keep mashing the jump button yeah or he basically is turned into a the 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 hyper soldier sibling <laughs> super soldier sibling by the end of the game it's kind of like the highlander yeah. of tree children <laughs> you're quickening off of every uh child's death <laughs> that's, like, that's kind of dark <laughs> um the wall run the charged jump yeah mm-hmm. the comes charge explosion late. to break through walls my favorite though and i think they always whenever they introduce a new mechanic they mm-hmm. have good util- utilization of it throughout the level yeah for like hey remember that part you couldn't get to go back there and have some fun mm-hmm. uh, my favorite one though is the dash okay so for any like enemies or projectiles you can oh, press the- y yeah and it kind of freezes time and you can angle things and you will go in one direction and the enemy or projectile will go in the other direction yeah so sometimes you need to specifically line it up to kind of ricochet a projectile in a certain way to have it uh, break something to open up. Yeah, like a forward. wall or something, yeah. Or you're just mad dashing through stuff. Yeah. Um, like I like later in the game where it's just like, hey, and we have all these birds lined up mm-hmm. uh, and you can't fly at this point. Yeah. But what you going to do? And it's like, I'm going to dash through <laughs> all of them. And it feels so cool. And it, it really quickens the gameplay too. It's it is the most powerful ability in the game by far because it's offensive, it's defensive. Um, enemy projectiles do way more damage when um, you return them. Yeah, yeah, when you return them, um, it's just so freaking good. And like you were mentioning, like most areas have you use like most puzzle type games or platformers. They're like, you got a new thing here, use it in this area, and like uh, that ability, the dash or the bash or whatever it's called, like. Uh, is used nonstop through the entire game. Every escape sequence that exists, mm-hmm. you're using that like crazy. How do you feel about the escape sequences? They're really, they're really interesting. I actually like have mixed thoughts on some of them because, mm-hmm. like, the first ones are like Ginso Tree. Yeah, it starts to, like flood, and it's like a the whole thing is rising, so you need to keep staying about outside the water level. Yeah, and waiting for like things to dash up to get the next height. Like, Ori is, like, restoring the elements, and um, so you're just like, great, water's flowing, and then you die because <laughs> you don't anticipate that it's going to just kill you. <laughs> uh, I think most people died the first time, at least. Yeah. Um, it That one's, like, really... I think that one's cool, and it's also fair because you see where all of your, your like, bash points of contact are to jump off of and mm-hmm. keep uh, climbing, and... Uh, the first time I played the game, I got past that point because I got to the Misty Forest or Misty Woods. Um, but I struggled a lot in the Ginso Tree. Yeah. And this time, like, I cleared it much quicker. Like, I don't know if it's just my brain honed in on the previous experience. I think it is a little bit like riding a bike. You have some of that muscle yeah. memory and also just more experience of playing platformers or other comparable games. Mm-hmm. But I felt the same way. Cause remember the first time I did it, I was bashing my head against the wall and i was like yeah it's one of those i came back to it i was like i was having that much trouble mm-hmm. but this time around i think it was maybe like five attempts yeah and the first four attempts i like died at like the second or like the very last portion yeah and as soon as i got past that i was done i was like really that's where i fucked up right at the end yeah the uh the different areas are are really cool kind of leading up to the escape sequence they all have some sort of mechanic or puzzle like the tree the ginzo tree has um uh left right teleporting uh walls so you can move from like portals yeah they're portals yeah Mm -hmm. from like uh like a wraparound screen like pac-man or something like that i don't know why i went to pac-man there's definitely more relevant (laughs) not joust (laughs) pac-man right yeah um 
but yeah, no, it's it's super cool, and the music's awesome when you're escaping too. The escape music, like. I'm going to recommend the soundtrack for this game right now. We'll oh, yeah. probably do that more <laughs> through the episode, but the escape music's great. It's it's freaking awesome. Um, and it feels good when you finally complete it because you're just like, I just mastered that ability that's necessary to get through here. Um, and then I die at the next section. Right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <use> again. <laughs> die immediately. Spikes? Ugh. That is actually, if I, had, if I were to name gripes with the game, and maybe it's too early, but uh, there's very few. It's... It's not even necessarily on the game. It's my personal way I play games. But man, did I forget to save at some key points. Yes. And I don't know. No, there are times where you could probably take a couple of hits. And it you it's easy to get health back throughout a lot of points. Like, man, there's yeah. like a little health node. Maybe you kill an enemy or something that will drop health. Yeah. Cool. But as you're going through, you're like, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm good. And then you die. You're like, all right, I'm just back to... You're like, oh, <laughs> that far, huh? Yeah. <laughs> so I would go through certain sections like three times and I'd be like, okay, we're doing incremental saves. Yeah. Which is just, you have to have... There's health and there's energy. Right. You need to have enough energy to save, which again, you can get from nodes or killing and crystals enemies and stuff. and stuff. Yeah. And there also is a bit of like a recharge time, so you can't like save every two seconds. Right. Um. You also can't save in like unsafe territory, right? If you're like right next to an a enemy. boss, yeah. or you're on uneven ground, like a hanging platform. Uh huh. But beyond that, yeah, it kind of like in in a way, they had to be really judicious in their game design strategy to like put crystals at good locations. And I'm sure there's a few points where they sort of missed it. Thankfully, they are pretty good at putting the occasional one energy point crystal around the map to make it more tolerable. Mm-hmm. But I could see if you were like bad at platformers in general, um, how a system where it takes your resources to save. And then once you're out of that resource, you can no longer save that could get frustrating. Um, say like you're at a really difficult area where you have to make it through in one pass. Um, but you're out of energy entirely. There's no crystals ahead of you. Mm-hmm. Uh, I say this as a theoretical example because I was literally in it, <laughs> like, in um, what would have been the uh, the second uh, dungeon area. I can't remember the name of it, but describe what it looks like. It's it's all of the uh, the machines that kill you unless you have the light orb. Uh, where the huh? the Gumen Gumen uh, tribe the, was wiped the out. The ice one. Yeah, the ice one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I can't remember the name of it, but that one. Because um, I really, like, I ran out of energy and I was had to complete this this one sequence. I was like, man, if I could get one save point, I'd be so so happy. I started to get really upset and I was just, like, talking to Jenny and I was like, all right, this is one thing I'm holding against the game is, like, they don't give me any resources when, like, I really need to save. And then there was, like, a crystal right ahead of me. I was like, I just stopped mid-sentence and I was like, okay, all right, fine. <laughs> I'll take that point back. But um, if you're worse than me, it would be really bad. <laughs> I don't think you're bad either. Because mm-hmm. remember when we were playing Celeste? Mm-hmm. I was like, I beat this boss. You're like, cool. I was like, how long did it take you to beat that boss? Mm-hmm. You're like, well, I don't know, like my third try? And I was like, fuck you, Jake. <laughs> uh, yeah. But I really like the... It depends on the day. Sometimes it's <laughs> really bad. <laughs> I really like the ice dungeon. Oh, yeah. Because the mechanic there is you have to pick up a ball of light. Yeah. Because uh, mm-hmm. a lot of the sections are covered in lava. Mm-hmm. But if you have the ball of light, it turns to ice. And you can also essentially walk up walls. Yeah. Or whatever you're touching, you can walk around that like you're stuck to it. Any of their machinery is like gravity is relative yeah. when you have the ball of light. Yeah. So there's some nice fun directional gravity platforming for like... Oh, I'm gonna jump off this and fall to the right. Exactly, and stuff like that. So it really shakes it up in a nice way. I think like the the defining part of that dungeon was the first time I got to one of the uh, the squares where you can walk around it yep. if you have the ball of light. And I was like, I have absolutely no idea what they want me to do here. Like, I can walk around, I can jump to my death, whatever. And then there's this aha moment where you're like, wait, gravity's relative to the surface while I'm on this, and then you jump off of the right side facing to the right of the screen and fall to the left side to the mm-hmm. next platform. And you're like, Oh <laughs> yeah. Gotcha. 
Those three are really good when they don't cram it down your throat for like you go here you go here now yeah it's nice if it's like breadcrumbs where you kind of like look and you play around you try something and then you have that discovery mm-hmm. as i've said for all games it's nice to like let people figure it out yeah but it shouldn't be super complicated where it's like right hey did you not see that one highlighted pixel over there yeah you can go interact with that exactly you shouldn't be digging for secrets to figure mm-hmm. out the main path forward it should be something where once you figure out the one mechanic you're like oh and then your mind just like explodes and you see you see the game for like what that i uh, see you for who you truly right are. yeah i was i was gonna say something super dramatic but basically you see the the level differently which is definitely the case in Ori, like as you continue to get upgrades and things. That is the level that I had. Um, that was the escape that I had the most gripes with, though, because it's a memorization yeah. escape. Because you have like falling projectiles and other things. Mm-hmm. But it's mainly the falling projectile because like as the rock, things being destroyed, yeah. like these giant boulders will fall down and you have to go in like these nooks. Yeah. So you don't get crushed to death because it's a one hit kill. Yeah. So I like I that was the one I retried the most because like it's I was like okay well maybe if I like fast fall I can avoid the protect no okay I got to go to like the left no that kills me all right I'll go to the right okay that's where I need to go then I've learned that segment and I can go to the next piece um, less of a fan of that uh, and there is some intuition I think like the last drop there is a nook off to the left so you can see it and be like ah gotcha it's like it juts in enough to be like. I got to fit in there. And yeah. some other things have already fallen. Where you're like, okay, I got this. Yeah. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. I think, yeah, that was the one I had the most kind of trouble with, but they're all, they're all cool. As it turns out, whatever Ori's doing, reclaiming the elements and stuff, it's very dangerous because <laughs> <laughs> completing the dungeon starts a runaway attempt. It's like you're playing a freaking, uh, descent. <laughs> or like you set off the reactor you're like yeah <laughs> well we got to go <laughs> yeah people are going to be like did the, did the podcast cut out there's like a 10 minute pause or 10 second pause while <laughs> jake's mind works um but yeah they are they are really cool cool music too though it's kind of like to make a shitty analogy mm-hmm. like going into somebody's home and unlocking the element of gas and then <laughs> leaving <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i feel dizzy the other the other really cool payoff to beating the um unlocking the elements is each one changes the world. Like uh when you finish Ginso Tree, you're like, oh, we've reestablished the element of water, whatever, we've freed that, and then it rains, and then um all of this poison muck and like stuff that's toxic to Ori just becomes clean water. And you're like, oh, that opens up like a bunch of the world mm-hmm. and no longer is this area nearly as dangerous. Like there's something just rewarding about going through an area that had a bunch of obstacles and like hazards, but something that you've done has made it safer. It's like uh, Sonic good future. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's cool. Cause you're also getting like all of these different, options and mechanics and solutions to problems on top of that yeah as you're opening up things or wind for the other the other wind dungeon. wind was actually really dope oh yeah because at a point we forgot to mention the other character uh is it kuro no uh the bird yeah yeah it's kuro yes i got it yeah i should know this that um, one's female <laughs> i knew that one <laughs> yes um, <laughs> so there's the character of kuro which is a giant fucking owl yeah um, actually just an owl but yeah it's a it's a big <laughs> owl <laughs> maybe you're very very small as ori mm-hmm. uh, but essentially she had like some owlets which are super cute yeah uh there's a catastrophic event that happens where they died yeah so the owl is now like fuck everybody yeah uh, so is like an antagonist throughout most of the game mm-hmm. and will kind of like block your path at certain points but after an engagement with the owl, you get one of the feathers. Yes. So now you can glide everywhere. <laughs> so do you drop a rock on the owl, I think. Because you How use your pound did that attack. Take you. I like uh I made it up there not too bad because the camera pans and it's like yeah. this is the part where you have to jump from bird to bird to bird to get really high. And then mm. you just slam down on the rocks above its head. Yeah. Okay. Really cool. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> 
no like all of that feels really good but like the glide is awesome because mm -hmm. once you unlock wind and a lot of the world changes mm -hmm. there's kind of just like these heat vents of like wind going up yeah so sometimes you have to like go through things and like balance your height elevation aka i was just mashing the glide button and yeah. like kind of hover stepping across oh yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly right i did the same which thing. is really fun it, it looks kind of janky because of the animations but but it's, it's like effective when you're doing the ice escape mm -hmm. and you're going up and they're like these uh ice vents where it just shoots out like freezing air which yeah. will damage you mm -hmm. you can't like ascend the whole way you have to sometimes slow your descent exactly so you can either hold on to the wall or you can like awkwardly like, step your, your hover yeah. in the air which is cool uh, it's so good yeah no the the feather the feather was another upgrade that would just change the game like we talked about the bash feather plus bash gives you almost like unlimited or basically air unlimited airtime yeah, yeah for later sections of the game as long as there's an enemy that shoots projectiles you're like thank you for the infinite lift i will be up there <laughs> <laughs> it's it's freaking great it feels really good every time you get an upgrade in that game because it just opens so much up there's also the what's that like the ground pound yeah it's like stomp or something yeah like so if you jump and then you hold down you just turn to a wall and like slam into the ground yeah sonic style uh-huh but there's a point later in the game where after you've opened up some areas, it's like, hey, you've gone all the way up this tree and done this thing. You've got to go back down. Yeah. So you have like this kind of long cord, this long column mm -hmm. with some things in between. But you can kind of just jump down it and just go down. The whole way. And it feels really good to be like, I did all this. Back to where I want to go. Yeah. There's actually a, a GIF on Steam on the, the community thing mm -hmm. I saw where it's just like uh ori like goes full anime or something where it starts at the very top and then drops the entire distance down the tree to stomp at the bottom uh it's it's cool i don't know it's fun yeah how do you feel about some of the other sections with kuro where kuro is very oh, yeah. aggro and you have to the hunt <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah essentially not be out in the open and stay behind something there was that was one of the other parts i had like one minor gripe with and it's just because i didn't I felt like some points in the game, things could be telegraphed a little bit more. Um, but uh, there's one part where you're in this frozen area. I think the first time Kuro's hunting you. So basically, she's back there in the background. Also, her eyes like glow, yeah, like blue, and it's like white blue, and then clearly evil. It's it's freaking awesome. Great character design. Uh, but you're behind a rock, and anytime you leave the rock. Uh, her animation changes like she sees you starts to like prepare to jump up jumps up like into the sky and then one second later she swoops through the screen and kills you mm -hmm. so you can only spend so much time out in the open and uh, the gripe I had is the solution is you had to stomp through ice to get to like water beneath to hide from her or else you couldn't make it to the next section but I had no idea you could stomp through ice yeah uh and there's no tell for it as far as there's I can actually tell. a hole at the very end of it i saw the hole at the end because I, was like, I made it i jumped there and i was like i did a quick stomp down uh -huh. uh, but i didn't know you could actually break through the ice to do that really okay so what i was trying so i tried and failed but i was in the same boat you succeeded where i failed Ask me the beef jerky. yeah you succeeded where i failed because i tried to make it to that hole in the ice yeah and the uh i kept dying like instead of being able to get there i didn't think i didn't think to stomp through um I had to mod my save file to not have a giant owl in it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that works. They're cool sections, though, because it really, like, it makes Kuro an actual threat. Because you have to move quickly. You have to move from cover to cover. You might have to change terrain, block off Kuro's path. There's, like, two or three different chase sequences in the game or stealth sequences, I guess, where Kuro is trying to get you. Um, yeah. And like the game, the game makes it very obvious that Kuro is incredibly dangerous, and she absolutely hates you. Yeah, they already like make her terrifying by making her a giant owl with like glowing eyes. Mm -hmm. But also, there's a point where she's guarding. Before you drop the rocks on her head, she's guarding like this whole pass area. Yeah, and like they show like, hey, giant bird, I thought you're like, cool. Mm -hmm. So you go out like, so I'm gonna explore on here, and then immediately just, just swoop. <laughs> there's no tell. Yeah, you just hear. Cock! gone and you just get swiped and it's an instant kill yeah and you're like i respect the bird <laughs> yeah there's no messing with Kuro really for quite a bit of the game 
Um, it's kind of like the spider from Limbo. Yeah. It's like, hey, there's this thing. You're meant to be afraid of it for a reason. Yeah. Have fun. And you're like, <laughs> ah, what? <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, though, like, uh, we haven't really gotten too much into, like, the characters of the game. We talked a bit about Naru, but Kuro is one of the most interesting characters in the game, I think. Because you, you mentioned, like, the outlets, the cool cute outlets all died so cute it's so cute so cute it's like a it's a cutscene when this happens but um so the start of the game is a storm happens and uh, uh ori is blown away uh falls to the ground and the spirit tree the originator of ori and the all of it ori's siblings i guess mm-hmm. uh sends out like this blue wave of light looking for ori just like seeking but Kuro and her birds are basically uh, darkness, essentially. Like, either they have an essence of darkness or the light itself is destructive. I think based off their eyes, they have some essence of darkness, but that's my headcanon. I don't know. I want to say the light's destructive. Yeah, light could be destructive. It the, doesn't. The like... owlets are innocent. <laughs> yes. Um, they're definitely innocent in either case. But uh, Kuro goes off, leaves the nest... And uh, this wave of light that's searching for Ori is what kills the owlets. She sees it like approaching her nest, flies back, but it's too late. Yeah. And so she's left with just one egg. But like her eyes are also normal at that point. And then like when she like reaches her head down to like nuzzle her dead children. Yeah. That's when her eyes change to like that blue, blue, white, like the, like the super saiyan eyes. It, It is the super saiyan eyes. And then she like swoops back towards the tree and then starts attacking nearby and you kind of see like the other ori siblings like mm-hmm. mad dashing away like oh fuck yeah they're just there on the ground and she she rips a sign out of the tree and uh basically like silences the light essentially um and yeah so once you get that revelation which is like midway through the game maybe a little later you're like oh oh no <laughs> you know maybe this is kind of on me <laughs> are we the baddies <laughs> are we the baddies it's a we are we the baddies moment for yeah. sure because you, in a moment, kind of... You um, understand the motivation. Exactly. The at that point. Yeah. Um, and if there's anything that this game does really well, it's it's basically that. It's characters with only two people talking, and those aren't the ones that get character development. They have, like, a significant amount of revelations in character development. Um, the other was... Uh, is it uh, Gumo? Gumo is, like, the weird... Lanky? It's Mike Mike Wazowski is what he <laughs> a is. Taller Mike Wazowski, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He's an initial antagonist where he steals something mm-hmm. and you essentially go after it and follow him in a couple of sequences. It's the ball of light for the uh the Gensu tree. Yeah. Yeah. Um but at a point he keeps like running away from you and taking the ball. Yeah. He gets uh, trapped under some rocks, um, and then you go help him because you're the good person yeah and he's like hey sorry about that here's this thing back pushes you the ball like yeah and then kind of like fucks off throughout the rest of the game though he's um he's helping out like he he goes and um after you complete the the cold machine you know where you need the the light you can't remember the area but um also his entire race is dead he's the last of his kind that was their home was that machine place and the whole thing got frozen over so everything is kind of like still there yeah but it's like hey um your whole species is kind of frozen solid all dead um he he grabs the uh the orb that ori had kind of placed there to turn all the machinery on yeah the orb of light and then escapes with it because I, I guess he doesn't know that this puts ori in like immediate danger yeah that immediately triggers the like uh <laughs> the hey shit's exploding sequence yeah. as you run out of the ice dungeon but he takes that back to naru and revives naru with that orb of light uh which is his kind of like redemption arc essentially <laughs> and i don't know it's just it's really cool there's there's actually no bad other than like the straight up bad guys the the, the goons the kind of guys you just fight in ori uh, there's no bad characters no there's just like some neutral mobs like some angry birds there's like yeah, a jumper yeah. There's like some slugs that are covered in spikes. And everybody hates Angry Birds. I hate them so much. <laughs> the movie got what it deserved on Rotten Tomatoes. Um, yeah. It, uh, 
I don't know. It, it, it feels really good anytime that the characters really get some development there because it all it comes together at the end, right? So um, Ori is, has freed pretty much all of the elements uh, at this point, but um, Kuro uh, catches Ori and the, the last is like the, um, uh, something of warmth, mount of warmth, whatever. The final it's dungeon. It's a giant fire lava mountain. Yeah. So you kind of like get out of that and you're like, I beat the sequence, hooray! Yeah. And then you get fucking swooped out of the sky. Yeah. And you kind of get like thrown <laughs> to the ground and your ass is grass. Yeah. But the revived Naru and Gumo kind of went to go find you at the mountain. Mm-hmm. Uh, due to some following things from that escape sequence, Naru and Gumo get separated. Mm-hmm. But Naru essentially continues to go look for you. Yeah. And then like comes up to you in those like last moments and like goes up and like picks you up even yeah. like the threat of the giant bird yeah Kuro's just like watching like your life in her hands right yeah. there she she has sign and her her claws at this point uh so is it is it hands or claws jacob i don't know hands claws she's a giant hippogriff <laughs> <laughs> terrifying <laughs> uh but she sees like the motherly nature uh and the interaction between naru and ori mm-hmm and then kind of remembers like yeah i feel that because like everything i'm doing is for my children as well yeah and she still has an egg back at the nest she looks back that didn't get lighted yeah and she sees that like the fire that she spread when she attacked was actually going to her nest to the nest yeah and she i i honestly thought at this point that she was going to go back and just like save the egg or whatever but um she has more situational awareness i guess than i do and she's like oh there's only one way to get there in time to really stop this so she takes sign back to the uh, the spirit tree and returns it which causes the spirit tree to emit this wave of light that extinguishes all of the fire uh, and kills her last bird <laughs> no that would be terrible <laughs> vaporizes a uh, kuro though so a moment of sacrifice for her um and returns the the forest to the way it should be last bird stays in its egg for a bit and and in true kirby style you actually push the egg off the ledge (laughs) but you (laughs) you don't do that you actually do take the egg back to the cave that uh, you and naru are staying at naru takes care of the egg right like puts it in the nest and starts raising it which is great. Like it's it's just so good. Like it's hard yeah. to. You guys don't understand. You just don't understand. Maybe but, if you played the game, you would understand. Yeah, I know. Jeez, why are you listening to us? That's a waste of time. Play Ori in the Blind Forest. <laughs> oh wait, no. I mean, it's not not a waste of time. Um, keep listening to our podcast. Like, sub, and subscribe, and never listen. <laughs> yes, great. yeah. That's what that's what we need. We need you to listen. Uh, for the minimum listen. Uh time to count as a listen then you can just you can do whatever you want right what is that i have do no we, idea I have no do we idea. know the metric I, I i haven't tried to game the system too much um i say i mean i can access <laughs> this on spotify through different uh machines right different ip addresses i don't actually get anything if the listens go up so like it's more of an ego thing than anything else so it would sort of defeat the point if i inflated the numbers Orion Blind Forest is good, though. It really is. Yeah. And when they announced the second one at E3, mm-hmm. I was like, ooh, girl, because that trailer looks amazing. You said you hadn't seen it yet, is that right? I had not seen it, no. This, so, is a, this is Will of the Wisps, right? Yes. Yeah. So, like I said, everything we described for Ori in the Blind Forest won. Excuse me. Uh, gorgeous music, uh, gorgeous design. Everything felt very smooth. The parallax backgrounds are very flush. Mm-hmm. Everything about it is super good and tight. Yeah. Um, but the trailer for the second one it just makes everything look better. Yeah. And um, as far as I know, that owl hatches and is a part of the second game. Oh. We'll watch the trailer after this. Is this but, the um? Is this just a prequel for that uh, whatever game it was, the Captain Owl thing or Owl Kid? Owl Boy. Owl Boy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That would be really weird, though. And then Ori got guns. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! The next one comes out and it's like rated M, and you're like, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> Ori the Hedgehog, <laughs> right? And Knuckles. And Knuckles. Yeah, and Knuckles. I was gonna bring it up, then I didn't. 
so I don't really want to. Uh, you guys should look up if you have any more interest in Ori. Look up the uh, the Spirit Woods or the Misty Woods, because mechanically, that's really cool. Is this something you want to talk about and spoil? Oh yeah, I mean we already talked about pretty much all the spoilers. Okay, <laughs> this good. is a full spoiler episode. What do you like about Misty Woods so much? Uh, so like the area breathes when you're going through it the first time until you get the orb of light that solidifies the terrain mm-hmm. and the actual interactable like sh- surfaces contort with the area like breathing yeah so like it looks like Ori's having a trip but the surfaces you can walk on are actively changing i was like from a technical perspective this is actually really impressive. impressive yeah, yeah. um anyways it's freaking great although if it, it was really late at night i was like this is tr- kind of hard for me to track visually. Mechanical bullshit. <laughs> yeah. And then once you like complete an area, and then you might have to like double back, mm-hmm. but then it's changed. Yeah, it's not the same area anymore. There's a bunch of like vertical nonsense uh, the first time you go through it, and then once you've like locked the light in, you go back to the beginning with the orb, which is a really short trek. <laughs> you lock it in, and you look at the area on the map. It's completely like linear. Yep. It's like oh or he was tripping <laughs> it's the full like uh just getting lost in the woods mm-hmm. like, oh, you didn't go that deep but uh you've now lost your way exactly it's a reference to lost woods from legend of zelda oh i was gonna say <laughs> like anything from grim's fairy tales oh like, yeah uh, hansel and gretel yeah that too <laughs> any other any other uh thoughts you're looking forward to the the ori or a fan base. The game. second one just looks really good. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't imagine they're gonna go wrong there. Yeah. Also, this is... like, this is an amazing game, and it's probably like six to eight hours mm-hmm. of good gameplay. Yeah, about it. It's like what twenty bucks. Yeah, you can get it on sale too. Like... Yeah, seriously, like it it does go on sale. Yeah. It's a really cheap pickup, and it's a solid as fuck game. Yeah. This also falls under the category of like, hit me up. I'll probably buy it for you, <laughs> or I'll loan you my Steam right. copy, a.k.a. I'll just give you my credentials. <laughs> right, don't do that. <laughs> There's a lot of reasons you shouldn't do that. Uh, yeah, Moon Studios, first game, too, which is hecka impressive. Uh, as always, all of the good games are indie games, so there you go. Yeah, Last of Us, <laughs> a piece of shit. <laughs> yeah. Get on this game's level. Um no, it's it's really impressive. Like how few people from the main studio, like looking at the credits, not that many people made this game. They did work with, in association with Microsoft, which is why yeah, it's a the credits game. take forever. But <laughs> <laughs> but like the core team is uh, not crazy. There was a bunch of QA. There was a whole lot of QA in the credits, and was like, I believe you. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember encountering any glitches. Mm-hmm. I assume there are like certain things you can break because you said yeah. there's a speed run. There is, yeah. That takes 13 I, minutes, which is some bullshit. Yeah, I won't go into the specifics here, but look it up on uh, YouTube and then look up the paste bin, which is the technical breakdown of the speed run because it's heck of interesting to me. I won't subject you to it, however. Um, anything else? Any other final thoughts? Anything you want to leave our our listeners with? Good life, sage advice. Oh, um, <laughs> I figured if it's so awkward for me to ask you how you're doing at the beginning, when you know the question's coming, there's no way you'll be able to recover now. So some good sage advice in general. Um, these are very blanket statements that it's hard to argue. Mm-hmm. Uh, stay hydrated. Not too yeah. much. Right. I, I drink water when it rains hmm. and, uh, I accidentally had my mouth open briefly. <laughs> right. Once or twice in the shower, that happens as well. You breathe in some vapor a little bit in the shower. <laughs> or sometimes I'm at a public pool and I sneeze underwater, and that that's a whole deal. Yeah, that's not actually advice, though. That's not <laughs> how you should intake water. No, um, in general, yeah. just try and take care of yourself yeah. and be mindful of others and try and take care of them as well. And my advice uh, is don't vaporize baby birds. As always, don't vape baby birds. <laughs> yeah, we know it. We get it. You vape <laughs> baby birds. <laughs> baby birds. Uh, as always, you can send your feedback in at soapstonepodcast at gmail Nice, nice. Yeah, recovery. Um, uh, or you can join the discussion on Facebook at 
facebook.com slash soapstone podcast where we're always happy to uh, look at comments and then squint and then start to type a response then think better of it backspace the response and navigate away from the page i'll throw you a like if you're lucky that's <laughs> you're about right. it yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right well until next time we'll see you in the next one have a good night